You're listening to the Borderlands Podcast, and I'm Bethany. I'm Eric. And we're so glad that you came back. Yeah, we are. We really are. Genuinely. I wanted to say, we have good stuff for you today, but... (laughs) Every time. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Honestly, though, we're talking about one of my favorite subjects. Kind of. Um, We're talking about consumerism and creativity. Which one do you think is my favorite topic? It'd be cheating if I said the answer. (laughs) Obviously, consumerism. Obviously. I love talking about consuming. (laughs) (laughs) No, I um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I went to an art school. (laughs) My gosh. (laughs) So I love talking about creativity. Um, But I think it's interesting that we paired up these two words. Yeah. Not just because of alliteration, but because we actually think. Yeah, I actually hate alliteration. (laughs) (laughs) I actually think there's kind of a point um, to talking about both of them collectively. So Agreed. um, I think to start with, though, we kind of want to define what consumerism is. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, I mean, obviously, if you consume something, you know what that means. What is consumerism? Oh, (laughs) I never (laughs) thought you would ask. So... Guys, I did a bit of Googling. A bit. A bit of Googling. And um, I got on <laughs> this site called Investopedia, which... Sounds legit. <laughs> so legit. <laughs> when she read me this definition at first, I thought it was from Oxford. So I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> I did say I was looking at Oxford first, but the Oxford de- definition was kind of, you know, a little boring. So I really liked Investopedias. Just shout out to them. Um, Whoever you are. You know. (laughs) Man in a basement. But they said consumerism is the idea that increasing the consumption of goods and services purchased in the market is always a desirable goal. And that a person's well-being and happiness depend fundamentally on obtaining consumer goods and material possessions. Okay, will you read that again? Yeah, because I know that's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah, it, it was long and it's so good. I want everyone to hear it again. Mm-hmm. Okay. So consumerism is the idea that increasing the consumption of goods and services purchased in the market is always a desirable goal and that a person's well-being and happiness depend fundamentally on obtaining consumer goods and material possessions. Okay, we've got to talk about that. Yeah. We I, <laughs> we, we can't get anywhere else without talking about the, the definition. So thanks, Investopedia. Thank you. Um, Appreciate it. Not a sponsored message. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just a normal. Sponsor us, I guess, maybe. I don't know if I want their money. <laughs> Investopedia and us. Yeah. Um, so I... Sorry. Can we can we break this up into two? Yeah. Like first I think half, it, it kind half? of is. Yeah. Okay. So... Something that stood out to me, A, is the word always. Mm-hmm. I kind of tried to put a little emphasis on it. I don't know if you Ooh. noticed. <laughs> I didn't. You subliminally oh, well, got yeah. me to <laughs> notice. But yeah, always is definitely what stood out to me at first as well. Okay. So so you know where we're saying on the first half, consumerism is the idea that increasing the consumption of goods and services purchased in the market is always a desirable goal. Mm-hmm. So that means... Uh, and this is me just kind of rephrasing what they said. That means at any time, it is always better for me to increase yeah. what I purchase from someone else. Not from like Betty down the street, but from a legitimate business, mm-hmm. big or small. Yeah, you're always wanting more. 
Always. Well, okay. Always wanting more or always getting more? Always. Well, both, I guess. Well, okay. Sorry. <clears throat> you, you said that and this is like, if you like words, we've said it before. This is the podcast for you. Yeah. Because semantics matters. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a t-shirt. <laughs> semantics <laughs> matters. <laughs> it's like on PBS or something. A little like jingle behind it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, by this definition, I, I think it's saying that um, it's always getting more. Mm-hmm. But I think you, you, these last couple episodes, you've been on top of it. Thank you. <laughs> that makes in us the desire to always want more. Because mm-hmm. if the goal is to get more, then I need to I need to, to want, want more. more. Yeah. So it's like I'm manufacturing the want so that I can justify the get. Because mm-hmm. desire isn't like, isn't having something. Desire is like constantly straining towards something. Yeah. Or like striving for mm-hmm, more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I thought that was very on the nose, mm-hmm. to be honest. Because I, I think when people think of consumerism, a lot of times we think about mild forms of this definition. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, yeah, I buy a lot of stuff. I have I have six pairs of shoes. I have an Amazon Prime account, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of great deals there. Uh, <laughs> or like... You know, you, you maybe you imagine like a mall mm-hmm. and it, it's these aren't always like n- terrible connotations, no. you know, but when I we haven't even gotten to the second half. But when we look at the first half of this definition, I was like, I don't want to be associated with that. Yeah, because it kind of <laughs> makes it seem like. <laughs> I don't want to say like you're just a cog in the machine or something yeah. like that, but you kind of are like, it's just like, okay, you're here and you're buying things and then you buy more things and then you're never satisfied and you just keep buying more things. Well, yeah. That sounds it, depressing. It, I think it is depressing. Yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah, it, 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 you say you don't want to say it's like a cog in a machine, but where are all these goods coming from? Mm-hmm. Like to consume it has to be from something that's already been made. Right. So like for a consumerism culture to exist, there has to be a big machine in the background. Making it. Pumping out things to buy. Yeah. So I I don't think it's a stretch or too outlandish to say it is kind of like you're a cog in a machine. Mm -hmm. Because if, if I decide not to purchase, I'm not just... It's supply and demand. It's like demand and supply, mm-hmm. I think. So like typical um, capitalism, marketing, all that is there's supply and then there's a demand for those things. So at least in the models I was taught, the cost of things rises mm-hmm. as the demand rises. But I feel like consumerism, like it's like supply and demand and supply. It's like there's a supply and then a demand went up. And then the demand went up so high now that there's now there is more being made. Mm-hmm. It's like what we are making is based upon the desirable goal of always buying more. Right. Because if I don't have to buy more, then we don't need to make more. And if I'm not buying, then I'm not satisfied. Right. So I just want to keep buying more to fill that that hole or whatever. Which okay. kind of leads into the second yeah. part. It does, but I think it's great you pointed that out. It, this def, the Investopedia definition, and I say that because it's not just us. Okay, mm-hmm. 
it taps into the emotion. Yeah. It, it doesn't just tap into the, the economic side of it. It taps into you're emotionally tied to this goal. Right. You're emotionally tied to always buying more. Consumerism isn't just a money thing. It's right. a feeling emotion thing. Yeah. Oof. Okay. <laughs> which goes into the second part, which reads, in case you've forgotten. So um, it's always a desirable goal in that a person's well-being and happiness depend fundamentally mm-hmm. on obtaining consumer goods and material possessions. The word that hit me on this one, it's those stinking adverbs, fundamentally. <laughs> mm. Your fundamentals oh. are like the basics of your life. Oh, yeah. You know, that's not just like, oh, something I learned and, you know, I thought about it once. Like your fundamentals are like your being, your essence. Yeah. So that's crazy to think that like our well-being and happiness, the essence of that could be from obtaining things. Man, that that just hits you. Yeah. (laughs) That's hitting me right now because like I read fundamentally probably incorrectly um because you got grammatical on me sorry um, no you're right <laughs> like when i when i read fundamentally i think i read it more in it's like connotation rather it's like actual definition in that mm-hmm. like this is the most important so yeah. it not even like you said it's like the basis but like i kind of thought of it more like outward like this is where like i always go this mm-hmm. is what i always do like it, I, I guess we're kind of saying the same thing yeah but from a different angle that a person's well-being and happiness depend, it doesn't just depend on it, it depends fundamentally on obtaining consumer goods and material possessions. Mm-hmm. Okay, sit with that for a second. Yeah. This is the culture within which we live. I was going to say, why, why? I wanted to say like, ouch. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> oof. I was like, oof. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. But, so, but it is. Oh, it really is. And we don't always want to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've heard many sermons and a lot of pastors say like buying stuff is good and like that's it, it's not wrong or evil and I'm not saying it is like every other episode we're gonna stop doing that yeah okay just accept we're we're on episode six now we're not gonna say that everything we're saying is nothing fast is or in evil totality or, wrong yeah. except evil itself right and almost nothing is totally good except for Jesus himself exactly okay and everything else is in the borderlands in between yep <laughs> um but a lot of these pastors, they say, it's okay to do these things. But I feel like they're a cog in the system. Mm-hmm. Or, kind of hearkening back to our last episode, they're kind of syncretistic with Jesus and consumerism. Mm. Like there, there's not enough maybe forethought or creativity to see like, maybe there's a different way to do this rather than like, hey, we, we need to be good citizens, kind of push the economic engine. Yeah. We need to buy something, but they don't take into account the emotional side mm-hmm. that even the concept of consumerism comes with it. So throughout this entire definition, there were th- I, I know I highlighted always, but there's three words that seem to connect to me. Yeah. So in, in the first definition, um, it says goods and services purchased in the market. Okay, so I highlighted market. Okay. And then the second half, a person's well-being and happiness depend fundamentally on con- on obtaining consumer goods. I highlighted consumer and material possessions. So I highlighted the words market, consumer, and material. Just like economic terms. Yes, they are economic terms. 
Um, but the reason they stood out to me was if you change those words, this is a very different definition. And I don't like, maybe you're saying like, well, if you take out the bricks and put in stone, obviously it's not brick anymore, but. I'd like to hear your explanation. Yeah, I, though. <laughs> I, I think I'm going somewhere good with this. <laughs> that these are tied to something else. And, and we, we kind of touched on this, you know, two minutes ago talking about uh, being a cog in a bigger system Mm -hmm. that consumerism, it's not just about more things. Mm -hmm. It's about consumer goods and material possessions from the market. Yeah. And I I think that's really important as we're bringing this into like a Christian perspective and trying to talk about this with like the lens of Jesus, you know, in front of my eyes Mm -hmm. is that I think to some degree, like, more is not like we just said it's not always a bad thing it just depends what more of what mm-hmm. and consumerism is inherently saying more of something that someone else has made yeah something that someone else is trying to sell you more physical things inherently physical things yeah and and, and i say that <laughs> not cuz i like to push buttons <laughs> but like there there are some things that are necessary. Mm-hmm. And while I've never been like a total, like total minimalist, I, I like to dabble in it. I, I've I, always wanted to be, but I'm. I watched the documentary. I liked it. Yeah. I, I try to get rid of things every year. Some people would look at me and like, I think I have too much stuff. And other people look at me and they don't know how I survive. Yeah. You know, I think I like doubled the amount of t-shirts in my closet over the last couple months. <laughs> but I think I have like. 15 or 20 yeah max, you don't max you guys 20. don't want to look at my closet <laughs> max 20 well and some of that's just because like well there's less stuff there's less clothes to fold there's less mess to clean up that's true um but i think the other side of it is like hold on i got on a tangent this is not where i meant to go that's okay i've never been a total minimalist but i, I think oh that's what it was i i have dabbled in it and there was a season of life where i wanted to be i really wanted to become like almost like all in mm-hmm. minimalist. Now, like I've seen a, a woman, she like has no furniture and she has like that's a dustpan and like weird. one glass. I'm like, okay, that's not. That's too much for me. That's like asceticism. Sorry if that's you. That's, but <laughs> That's not minimalism. That's like beyond that. Um, I'd like a chair <laughs> at least. But there was a season where I was really going this route. And one of my professors, he said, he used the phrase and it kind of like hit me. Like I remembered it because this word is only ever typically used for drugs. Oh. Um, he said paraphernalia oh, yeah, is okay. not bad. Hmm. So again, it's usually used for drugs, but yeah. it has a broader meaning. Like paraphernalia for life is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So it's not bad if you have a pair of shoes. Right. Or maybe two pairs of shoes because you work in one and then you don't work in the other. Mm-hmm. It's not bad to have clothing. It's not bad to have food to eat. No. It's not bad to have a bed. And, and this is where like when people push back on when people push back on those pushing back on consumerism, they tend to, I think, in my experience, they tend to go to the extremes. Yeah. Like, okay, we're not consumers, but like, are you just gonna walk around naked and not have a house and sleep outside with no mat? Like no, it's like that's no one's saying that's that. not what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's okay to have things like mm-hmm. life. Life needs paraphernalia. 
Like that, right. like that's a thing. Like, but I no, think no it's when back on that. you decide that you need things to live. Yeah. Like you flip it. It's fundamental. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because like if you think that your life isn't important or you think that like it's not as great as other people because of the things that you have or the things that you don't have, that's when I think it starts affecting, I mean, everything around you. Well, yeah. It, and I think we can, I think w- one of our purposes right here mm-hmm. is to expand that definition from, uh, as Investopedia would put it, consumer goods and material possessions, mm-hmm. to expand that definition, not to everything, to a lot of things. Because mm-hmm. there's more than that. There's so much more than exactly. that. Exactly. So you, you <laughs> can take that word market, that word consumer, and that word material out of that definition and plug in something else. You know, it can, may, Let's try this on for size. Okay. Okay, we'll, we'll see how this goes. It's like a little Mad Libs. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Very fun. <laughs> Bethany, say an adjective. <laughs> Just kidding. I was going to be like, okay. wait, really? <laughs> no. Consumerism is the idea that increasing the consumption of goods and services accepted in the church is always a desirable goal and that a person's well-being and happiness depend fundamentally on obtaining consumed worship and material Christian possessions. Interesting. Did that feel uncomfortable? Yes. <laughs> was that the point? I think it was. Okay, great. <laughs> that was my point. And I, I mean, I, I know that was very on the nose mm-hmm. on purpose because again, you could put a lot of things, you could replace market with church or school or um, your passion or your hobby or whatever. And then you can change whatever. I mean, the, the end of that definition it's just whatever goes with the first thing. Yeah. So whatever it is, okay, purchased in my sports team's market is always a, always a desirable goal and person's well-being and happiness fundamentally or depend fundamentally on obtaining team material and on how my team does during the season. Oh, feel that though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And, and I think the point I'm really trying to get at is Anything can be consumed mm-hmm. in and not just consumed in general, but consumed in the arena of consumerism. Yeah. It's not just the pairs of shoes that you buy. Right. There's so much more that you can <laughs> yes. consume and that you can base your happiness and your well-being on. Right. And those things ultimately are going to fail you. Always. If you're basing your happiness on anything, but I mean, I hate to be like anything but Jesus, but anything but Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so this is dumb, but this, this is my life. (laughs) Do you ever get a pair of white shoes and you're like super careful with them? Mm -hmm. And then someone sitting next to you steps on your foot when you're wearing the white (laughs) shoes and you like freak out. And this isn't hypothetical. This is like my recent memory. Because I really want to tell a story right now. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> because I have white shoes. Someone and stepped on your shoe. My shoes were stepped on. It's like I worked so hard to keep them out of the mud and keep mm-hmm. them clean and not wear them on rainy days. And yeah. then just someone goes and steps on them. Like, what the heck? Who stepped it, on your shoe, Eric? 
often it's Kaylee. Yeah. <laughs> often it's Kaylee. And she knows it. And well, uh, shout I still out, love her. Shout out Jeremy Schleyhuber for spilling um, sparkling cider all over my white Adidas shoes the first time I wore them out. <laughs> so turned my laces pink for a little bit. Oh, it's kind of fun. <laughs> but they've, they're going to fail me. Mm-hmm. Like my white shoes will no longer be white and clean. <laughs> white shoes will fail me. They're going to fall apart. <laughs> I, I'm the guy like, I don't just have one pair of shoes, but even having multiple pairs of shoes, I'll still wear the one pair that I love the most and mm-hmm. wear them out. 100%. And eventually they fail me. Mm-hmm. I, I am notorious. Like I wear holes in the bottoms of my, like my basketball shoes oh, for sure. Wild. Like the spot where like I pivot the most, mm-hmm. I, I literally just wear through the rubber like no one's business. Oh like I don't get it. But it was it's funny that you. you brought up sports teams though, because I used to let when my team's like when they lost, it would affect me so much. Like oh, yeah. legitimately emotionally. Yes. And like it still kind of does. And I just think, I mean, there's passion behind that. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing if you're a little upset. Yeah. But like I would literally be upset for like days. Yeah. And well, that's when I think it gets too much. <laughs> yeah. I gave myself a, a 10 minute window. Oh, that's good. Be as mad as I want for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and then move on. <laughs> just <laughs> not relative to anything. <laughs> Just some life advice with oh, Erica Bethany. Oh, gosh. Um, but yeah, so I, I think the point is that we can consume anything. And, and before we even like keep going, I, I just want you to take a second and maybe do some self-evaluation and think, what am I like over-consuming? Oh, yeah. Like, like what has moved from like healthy consumption into consumerism in my life? Because mm-hmm. again, it, it can be everywhere. We all have something, I feel like. I don't want to like generalize, but yeah. I think we all do. <laughs> yeah, I, I was watching. See, I, I love doing this. This You get insight into my life and mm-hmm. our listeners get to know me more. I, this one might be common knowledge. I uh, love the Jurassic Park movies. Interesting. And the Jurassic World <laughs> movies. I love them. You know, some people like, I know some people that love like, um, like B, like B quality, not like A, but like. Like, like not great movies, but right. okay movies. Yeah, they're called like B level, B yeah. quality. For a thought, I B. really thought you were talking about movies about bees, but no. yes. <laughs> no, like the grade, B, like uh-huh. not great. That's like their thing or they love indie films. Mm-hmm. I love the Jurassic Park movies because the stories are all the same. Mm-hmm. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I just enjoy but it. you like dinosaurs. It's not, but there's dinosaur movies that I think are dumb. Okay. It's not just dinosaurs. For some reason, like you get Steven Spielberg and John Williams and a T-Rex in the same room. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. I couldn't stand his character growing up, but as an adult, I think he might be my favorite character. Yeah, I love Jeff Goldblum. He's great. Shout out Jeff. Anyways. (laughs) So I actually, we just watched the Jurassic Park movies this week Mm -hmm. or the first one, the original from 1993. Oh, that's a great one. Shout out. So old. And I say that because it came out the year I was born. Oh, 1993. Wow. Which I also called myself old. So whoever says old's bad, whatever. Um, <laughs> but there's a scene like it, it's fun for me to watch because as a kid, I didn't totally get everything. You mm-hmm. know, it was just about like dinosaurs and people trying not to die. As an adult, I get all the dialogue and I understand it. There's right. a scene. Spoiler. The movie's <laughs> so old. That's what it's fine. Um, there's a scene where. They have just, they just saw the brachiosaurus, the long neck dinosaurs for the first time. And then mm-hmm. they went in the lab and they saw the eggs and they found out that they're breeding velociraptors. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of like, it was amazing. And now there's kind of been this shift in Jeff Goldblum's character. He talks about how it's like, you spent so much time seeing if you could, you never thought to ask if you should. And he, he goes and he talks about how they, they 
figure out the technology. They patented it and then they slapped it on a lunchbox. And he's like, mm-hmm. you're selling it. You're selling it. You're selling it. And I think so many things in our culture today go through that same process where how do I just sell it? Mm-hmm. And if we don't look at the culture we live in with that understanding, we're never going to recognize that we are being sold to all the time. I was going to say, yeah, if we're just consuming without even thinking about it or realizing what we're consuming, then we are taking in so much. I wanted to say just terrible, not terribleness, but just like. <laughs> That's not a word. <laughs> You know what I mean? We're taking in so much that maybe we shouldn't be or that we're not even like realizing how it's affecting us. Yeah. And and I think the point I'm, the small point I'm really getting at is life has not always been this way. Mm -hmm. A, A lot of this came from the rise of the industrial revolution and the assembly line. Thanks, Henry Ford. I was just about to say shout out Henry Ford. (laughs) Project on him. Wow. Um, I love the Henry Ford Museum. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Just to throw that in there. <laughs> but like all like the, this new technology before, like how long would it take a person to make a pair of shoes by hand? Mm-hmm. Well, now we can make 6,000 pairs in our factory today. Because all we cared about was cutting down on time and cutting like basically boosting efficiency. Right. And that efficiency like flipped the script from like, hey, we've saved some time to, well, now we can make more money because mm-hmm. we've made so much. And yeah. it's moved us from having a market, which is most of history, yeah, to we're consumer culture. We're not just a market. We don't just like buy and sell and barter and trade. Mm-hmm. We, we consume. Yeah. We go to the store and we buy 600 things. I was going to say, and we can pay someone like $2 to work on an assembly line because you're not going to have to pay someone a ton more money because there's, you know, 1,800 people making your one shoe because they've just, you know, put on the... Yeah. What's the little thing that's called on the end of a shoelace? An aglet? I think it might be. Someone did... I think it might be an aglet. Someone put your aglet on. That's not how (laughs) shoes are made, but you know what I mean. So we, we want to like begin with this and I say begin 26 <laughs> minutes in, 26 minutes but, but in. this is like, this is a really long conversation. Like we've you know built up these episodes and we're kind of in the next, this episode or the next few, we're kind of bringing it to a landing, mm-hmm. but ask yourself, do I consume or am I a consumer? One is an action. One's an identity. Mm. Do I consume? which I would say is natural. Yeah. We all do that. Or am I a consumer? Which is not really how God intended it to be. Because I think when you're a consumer, that's when it's tied back to your emotions. Mm-hmm. When it's tied back to your well-being and your happiness, right. that then becomes who you are. Right. Go back to episode three and listen to us talk about um, the cycle, like the identity mm. um, all through... Um, Shoot, I'm forgetting my own cycle. Um, acceptance. Yeah, identity, I acceptance. Like, I'm just going to start naming purpose, them off. Purpose. Um, the cycle of grace. The cycle of grace. Yes, so, I got you. So <laughs> I, I think the next step that we want to take with this is, <laughs> this is the right word, okay? And this was in Oxford's definition for consumerism, or consuming, I believe. And it's the phrase, you are what you ingest. Which 
Sounds I don't love the gross. word ingest, but not either. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure Bethany, have you heard the phrase "you are what you eat"? Yeah. You sure? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I think. You have <laughs> Why to... did you act like I didn't? In case you wanted to question yourself, <laughs> um, I, I once remember seeing a commercial. Um, I think it was for like healthy eating, and it, people would be walking around and like junk food was like their body parts. Oh, gross! So like someone's like made up of like cinnamon rolls or whatever and like you are what you eat have some celery or something like that oh and wow. it was a weird commercial but i remember it all these years later yeah, true and that phrase is true okay you are what you eat mm-hmm. if you just eat donuts and pizza that's all you're gonna be <laughs> um but I, I i believe it expands further than that mm-hmm. that anything that you bring in whether you eat it you hear it you see it even smell it that determines who you are that develops you you are you are what you bring in well yeah i was just talking about kind of how what you're taking in what you're consuming especially when you're not thinking about it when you're being kind of when you're not interacting really with what you're consuming then you just take it on yeah kind of take on a personality of what you're consuming yeah and and i think I mean, food's the easiest illustration. Right. I mean, if I ate, if my diet was a dozen donuts, three meals a day. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, okay. You've seen Super Size Me. Yeah. Okay. He just eats McDonald's. This guy, he was it a month? Yeah. He had to eat McDonald's for every meal for a month. I don't think he made it the whole month. No, because he got like really sick. Right. That's just like. What is that dude's name? I never knew his name. Oh, I, I just know knew he was name. a super size. Okay, me. fun fact. You're going to hate me for bringing this up. But that, Morgan Spurlock, that's his name. Wow. <laughs> Grab that out of thin air. <laughs> Anyways, you know why I know that? <laughs> he directed the One Direction documentary. <laughs> that makes sense. Who would have guessed? <laughs> Anyways, continue. Super size me. <laughs> yeah, so he, like, he was like, I'm going to try to eat McDonald's every meal mm-hmm. for a month. And he, his body legitimately couldn't take it. He had to stop yeah. because he was turning into a McMuffin. But you know what I also realized about that documentary? It started affecting his relationship with his wife. I yeah. don't know why I remember that. I watched that movie a lot in school. I don't know why they always played it for us. Like, <laughs> I, we're I supposed watched, to eat McDonald's. I watched it once in school, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it literally, it started affecting his relationship with his wife. Like he would be like crankier and he would like snap it, you know, yeah. and Obviously, it's because he probably didn't feel good after eating that much McDonald's. Right. But what a good metaphor for what we're consuming affecting the other parts of our lives. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he weighs himself every day and like you can legitimately see this guy like growing mm-hmm. in weight. Like it's kind of scary how fast you put on, he puts on weight. But it's the idea that not everything is isolated. Almost yeah. nothing is isolated. So when people say like, I'm not a consumer, like I just buy stuff. Like it doesn't really matter. Like I, I still love Jesus. I still worship him and mm-hmm. I go to church and I, I don't disagree. I don't discredit you. You probably do. It's not, they're not isolated events. They're not isolated concepts. Yeah. I don't think you can. That's like how people are like, oh, well, I keep that separate from the other parts of my life. Yeah. Like, no, your life is your life and everything affects another part of it yeah you can't separate that yeah and and so if we are again the the distinction do i consume or am i a consumer if we Mm -hmm. are consumers of anything you could say eric i have four shirts just like you 
I, I'm not a consumer. I would say, okay, how much Netflix do you watch? Mm. What, like, what do you do on your computer? Like how much, like how many websites are you scrolling? Are you, I once heard someone, this is another youth pastor, um, talked about a, a student in their youth group spent, I believe it was an average of like 20 hours a day on Instagram. How do you sleep? I don't know, but it's like, that's totally being a consumer. Yeah. Are you like, and, and this is again, why I highlighted some of these words in the definition. There's no market, like physical marketplace gone to mm-hmm. no good was like, um, brought, it wasn't material. There was no consumer good brought into life, but they were, but you're still consuming. They were it. in Instagram. Yeah. They were consuming pseudo relationships. They were consuming photos. They were consuming comments mm-hmm. and, and online interaction. Instagram is such an interesting one for me because like how we're kind of talking about how it affects like the rest of your life. I feel like, like, let me just say, I like social media. There's a part Mm -hmm. of me that wants to do social media for like my job. Like I love marketing. That's what I'm in. I think it's great. But I can see it when like young girls are on Instagram and they're consuming like, oh, she's skinnier than me. Oh, she Mm -hmm. has a boyfriend. Oh, that person just graduated college before me. Oh, that person just got a really cute dog or they got married. Look at her wedding dress. Look at Mm -hmm. her house. And you're consuming that constantly. And then you start to feel negative about yourself and you start to feel negative about your life and you start to wish you had more or you looked like that or you took those vacations. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, that leads into depression, anxiety. Like I'll get off my high horse in a hot second. But like, (laughs) it really does, it's like this comparison game that you fall into. And you just think like, oh, I'm just scrolling Instagram. That doesn't have an effect on my life. But if you're consuming it mindlessly, you you take in these things you don't even realize. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's true for everywhere. Mm -hmm. So if I'm always watching a certain show, eventually I'm going to probably desire things that look like that. Or, you know, I'm scrolling the same Instagram accounts. I'm if you watch one sports team every day, you're going to enjoy that team more than the others Mm -hmm. because of the familiarity. There's, there's so many things that tie into this. Yeah. Um, so we could talk about that for another two hours. I know. (laughs) Um, but the whole point is like what you bring into your mind and your body, it's never isolated. It always affects everything else, Mm -hmm. including your relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Including your walk with Christ. And I would even say, I would honestly say that even the act of consuming, if you say, well, Eric, I just listen to worship music and K-Love and (laughs) I buy the Christian motto t-shirts or I only eat at Chick-fil-A or whatever, which don't always only eat at Chick-fil-A. It's not that good for you. You're going to be like Morgan Spurlock. (laughs) It's better than McDonald's, but it's (laughs) it's worse than a salad. Yeah. Um, You you could say, Eric, I'm... still just doing that. And I would push back and say, you're still consuming something. Mm -hmm. There is still something fundamentally adjusting and changing your desires. That's not Jesus. Mm -hmm. Cause consuming can be an idol. Oh, amazing. Like if you're, if you're wanting to consume something over whatever, your like whatever your relationship is with the Lord, if that consumption Mm -hmm. is more important to you, if it's more important to your happiness and your well being than anything else to do with the Lord and your relationship, like that's an idol. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh yeah. And, and I, I think, so sounds like you're describing retail therapy, <laughs> uh, which oh, we'll get to in just a second, but oh, I, I want to tack on consumerism, I think can be a form of laziness. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're, we're not thinking about things. We're just bringing them in. We're yeah. just ingesting them. That's the right term. Right. And, and we'll get to creativity here in a bit or in our next episode. <laughs> um, but if we're not even like critiquing what we're bringing in mm-hmm. the same way, like, no, donuts taste good. So I'm going to eat a donut rather than critiquing. This is all refined white flour and refined sugar and chocolate and icing on the inside, which is my favorite. <laughs> But I just I just bring it in. I don't even evaluate it. Mm-hmm. Well, then I'm always going to be confused as to why something is wrong. Like, okay, so going back to Instagram, why yeah. am I always so upset and discontent with my life? Mm-hmm. Why am I discontent with my home or where I live or the amount of vacations I do or don't go on? And it's because you're thinking about all the things that you don't have. It's almost subconsciously. Yeah. Like you bring in this negativity, like I'm upset about this, I'm upset about that. And then it, it lives in you. It, it doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. You become what you bring in. This is such a silly example, but when you brought up retail therapy, I am very, very guilty of this. So when when we talk about these things, like I don't want it to seem like Eric and I have everything figured out because oh, no way. we definitely don't. Um, but I, I needed retail therapy yesterday. Mm. I think I said that I, I've been in a mood and mm-hmm. I was like, I need Target. That is what <laughs> I need. And I went there and this is sad to admit, but here we are. <laughs> um, I went there. I didn't need anything, yeah. but I said, I'm going to buy something because it'll make me feel better. Mm. Which is pretty much what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. There was nothing that I needed, but I was like, hmm, I think like a new purse would make me happy. Do I need a purse? No. Do I have a lot of purses? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I'm in a bad mood and I think something something new, something physical mm-hmm. and tangible will make me happier. Yeah. And then there was a gas leak at Target and we had to evacuate. <laughs> and the Lord was just <laughs> like, I got you, Bethany, yeah. don't worry. He was like, mm, you got to go. <laughs> Which is actually a true story. But anyways, we're good. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think about, so I, I'm not really... I, I am, I still have accounts, but I don't really use Instagram or Facebook anymore mm-hmm. or even, tw- I mean, I cut out Twitter so long oh, ago. I love Twitter. See, I love social media. Well, okay. I just think there's also negative side effects to well, it. So I'm the negative side effect or <laughs> I'm not the side effect. I've experienced them. I, I don't get on them because I think they're evil. Mm. I don't go on them because I can't get off of them. Ah, okay. So like I will, if someone sends me an Instagram post, like, hey, check this out. I'll look at it cool and then i'll accidentally scroll for 45 minutes mm-hmm. and it's something that like it, it was a problem for my past and it just got ingrained in my mind and i'll just scroll yeah do i need to see anything i see no i i follow like 60 pastors on my instagram and i don't need to see their churches i don't need to mm-hmm. see other people on vacation because even that you're or, oh. you're following christian accounts yeah but i feel like that comparison game can still kind of come into play even with that yeah it, it moved from like oh this is really inspiring that they're doing that to like oh my gosh i'm not doing that mm-hmm. so i just i don't yeah and it's not because i'm better it's because no i don't even have the self-control to utilize it well <laughs> i can't use it that's fair because i 
I, I fall into it. But you realized that. You thought about yeah. it. You had to kind of grapple with that. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of a little less than embarrassing just to say, oh, yeah, I'm not really on Instagram. Yeah, I don't really do that. <laughs> I get it, though. I think a lot of people get it. Like, what? I feel like a lot of people fall into the trap of, oh, I just scrolled on my phone for three hours instead of doing anything. And now I kind of feel worse. Well, and I hope <laughs> I hope they get it from the perspective, not just like, oh, I wasted three hours and I feel bad mm-hmm. to like, I'm sh- I want to shift from being a consumer mm-hmm. to just consuming. Like, yeah, as an action instead of an identity. So I, I, I think that's a really big deal. But yeah, we, we can. We can bring all these in. I just saw a Toyota commercial um, because I still do watch TV. Um, but it literally had three actors whose last name was Jones. Oh. And they're all driving Toyota Tundras. And they got like up to a line and they're like, you guys keeping up? Oh, that's funny. Keeping up with the Joneses. And then uh, Nick Jonas came up and he's like, it's the Jonases now. Oh. Or something. I'm like, yeah, okay. I like Joe. Anyways. <laughs> I don't know the other ones. Kevin. Uh, that's it. But that like, that's this, that is like a core phrase that is like, we're, we're like all the way back to the beginning of this episode, mm-hmm. like keeping up with the Joneses or I, I said, keeping up with Sarah on Instagram, <laughs> like just the, the person who like does it all, like has mm-hmm. it all, like whether it's, like the it's influencer. real or not. Yeah. The well, fact that it being an influencer is like a career and that they make so much money. You can get like $100,000 from like a post about like gummy vitamins, you know? <laughs> I get those all the time. I can't stand them. <laughs> but yeah, th- there's so much. Mm-hmm. Th- there's so much. So the whole advertising topic is like, again, I am in marketing. I, mm-hmm. I like that kind of stuff. But there's so much, even when it comes to advertising, that like they want to appeal to like your emotions. Like there are reason ads are made that the way they are, you know, you should, have you ever seen Mad Men, Eric? No, I only watch good TV shows. I'm just kidding. I was like, Mad Men was actually like very, it was great (laughs) show. I know a lot of people liked it. Um, But it's like in the sixties and it's an advertising agency. Mm. So it's basically all about how they, you know, appeal to the masses and really like, you know, get emotions out of people to buy cigarettes and you know yeah. <laughs> random stuff like that it's crazy do you so okay you're in marketing do you see mm-hmm. the difference between advertising and marketing For, so from my perspective and you can tell me i'm wrong mm-hmm. from my perspective advertising is telling somebody about something that you have to share mm-hmm. and i say share because it could be sell it could just be attend or watch or whatever yeah and marketing is developing the desire for someone to buy your thing yeah and and i think Oh, so would you agree that's, with that? Yes. And that's what I like doing more is like, I like branding and like making. Oh yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Like making something like a company into something that like you want to root for and that you right. want to like yeah. put your all behind. Not just like, oh, here's this product that I'm trying to push and not even have you really think too much <laughs> right. about it. Right. I always think of like those prescription commercials. Like Oh my gosh. The pharmaceutical commercials were like could cause all of these things, but yeah. death. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> but thanks. Take this, you know? 
And not all advertising is bad. No, I'm well, just saying. Well, and, and that's why I would say the difference between advertising and marketing. Because mm-hmm. I don't think advertising is bad at all. Advertising has yeah. been around forever. Like, hey, we are all going out to dinner tonight. You should come with us. Mm-hmm. Technically, in like the most technical, bizarre senses, that's an ad. <laughs> yeah. I'm advertising dinner tonight to a right. select group of people. <laughs> Versus marketing is, hey, you're really hungry. You want to feel good. If you eat this, you will no longer be hungry and you'll feel better. Mm-hmm. You should buy this thing. Mm-hmm. So just it's like, like the process. Yes. Yeah. And it hit the emotion and it hit mm-hmm. like all, like, there, that's a whole other thing we, yeah. could, we could go on. But we, we, we're going to wrap this episode up, but our next episode, we, we want you to listen. I was going to say, I feel like I'm a liar because at the beginning of this episode, I said, we're talking about my favorite subject. <laughs> Which we haven't yet, but <laughs> no. we are. And, and that's where we're going to go. And we're going to tie this into consumerism because I'm sure you're probably like, all right, guys, I now know what consumerism is. How does that tie to creativity? Listen to our next episode. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll tell you. And we, we, we thought about trying to shrink this all into one episode and we decided we would rather talk about it the way we think is right rather yeah. than talk about it less, in which sometimes we'll shrink things into an episode, but... Listen to our next episode because this will serve as a very, very strong base. Mm-hmm. Like this is one that we would love for you to listen to this one first. And we'll, yes. when we start the next one, we'll, we'll remind you, listen to this episode first. And then the, the conversation will continue into the next one. Yeah. But man, we, we're glad you guys were listening to this. Th- this was good. I, I think even though we didn't even get to creativity, Bethany, I thought there was a lot of good there. Yeah, there was. That can like really tie. So oh. like, I'm really excited for the next one. Yeah. It's going to be good. A- ask yourself those questions. Do you consume or are you a consumer? Like, is it an identity or an and action? And what do you consume? Oh, yeah. That too. What do you... That's a great, great one. What do you consume? And we'll see you on our next episode. All right. See you guys Thanks. then.